How to Overcome the Loss of a Loved One, Conquer Loneliness, and Find Purpose Through the Power of Podcasting. With Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting on episode number 164 of the Beyond Adversity Podcast with Dr. Brad Miller. And I decided on Halloween I was going to take my gun and blow my brains out. And he said, but I listened to your podcast and you said podcasting can give you a purpose. And he said, so I thought, well, I'm going to try a podcast. That's what this guy's saying. And he goes, I just want to let you know I did. He goes, I credit you with saving my life. Hey, this is Cliff Ravenscraft from PodcastAnswerMan.com, and you're listening to Dr. Brad Miller. He is going to help you do all the good you can. Welcome to the Beyond Adversity Podcast with Dr. Brad Miller, the show dedicated to helping you crush adversity and succeed in life. Brad believes you deserve a life that is fulfilling and impactful, and this show is designed to help you navigate beyond adversity and achieve your life of peace, prosperity, and purpose. Now, here's Dr. Brad. Hello, good people, and welcome to Beyond Adversity. This is the podcast where we help you to grow through what you go through by addressing the five D's of adversity, depression, divorce, disease, debt, and death. And we have done so through over 160 episodes of Beyond Adversity, where we talk to teachers and leaders and educators and even medical doctors and psychiatrists who help you to navigate adverse life conditions and come out to a better place, a place of peace, prosperity, and purpose. You can find all that at drbradmiller.com, where we have a free gift for you there and other helpful guides to help you to navigate adversity. Our guest today is a great leader and teacher and the author of Profit from Your Podcast. His name is Dave Jackson. And you might think we might have get into a little bit of the technicalities of doing a podcast here today, but that is very uh, a very small portion of our conversation. Today, I talked to Dave about what he is about, which is tra- life transformation, helping people to find purpose in their lives through the power of podcasting. And we have a great conversation about some losses he had in his life with his family, losing his mother, some of the struggles he went through to get his business going, and some of those struggles that he's had in his life, and also then some of the steps that he has taken in order to come to a life of success, and then some of the influence and impact that he has had on other people's lives and helping them to find some pathway and purpose in their life. To him, it all boils down to delivering value, serving your audience, and developing relationships. Dave is an incredibly experienced podcaster. He is a Hall of Fame podcaster, being having been podcasting since April of 2005. He has helped hundreds of people launch and grow their podcast and has over 1.6 million downloads of his various podcasts he's, that he's had. You can find all about him at schoolofpodcasting.com. Today, he's our special guest where he helps to teach us and lead us into some really poignant stories and how we can transform our lives in some very meaningful things. His name is Dave Jackson. 
He blogs at schoolofpodcasting.com. Let's get into our conversation right now. Our guest today is, is successful as an author and as a podcaster. His name is Dave Jackson. He has the schoolofpodcasting.com along with several other podcasts. He is an award-winning and Hall of Fame podcaster. He's been podcasting since 2005, has had over 1.6 million downloads, and his whole uh, focus is helping people to plan, launch, and grow their podcast. And in that same vein, he recently uh, wrote and published the book Profit from Your Podcast. We welcome to Beyond Adversity, Dave Jackson. Dave, thanks for being with us. Oh, glad to be here. Looking forward to it. Awesome. That is excellent. Dave, you you have a background as an educator and you have a, some background in ministry and, and some background, lots of background in the tech field. Uh, and you've been successful in podcasting, as, we, as we've mentioned, and as an author. But let's hear a little bit of your uh, background story. I got a, uh, I know a little bit about you, know, that it hasn't always been, you know, just peaches and cream for you. Uh, not that maybe always even now, but tell us a little story about maybe some of the uh, challenges or adversities or some of the stuff that you've had to uh, deal with in your life to come to your present place. Yeah, the the one that really caught me out of uh, left field, my mom had what well, what eventually led to three heart attacks, and it was her second heart attack that was uh, her first one was very minor. Second one put her in the hospital, went through all these treatments. Her lungs kept filling up with fluid came down to the last card to be played. It's hard to get on. We're not sure if it's going to work and it's hard to get off. And we actually had the, you know, let's, let's pull each child in one by one. And you have that, that meeting with your, your mom. And when it dawned on me, what was going on? I almost passed out. I was like, wait, this is getting way too serious. The day she was supposed to come out of the ICU, because it was like, Hey, it worked. This is great. She's going to be fine. Well, it's fine, but she was going to have to slow down. My mom was the kind of person that I would come home from work and my friends would be in my house talking to my mom. Nobody called her Mrs. Jackson. It was just mom. I had called a a friend of mine and she said, I am the first person. She goes, when, when mom is ready, I'm going to be there. And I was like, all right. So I called her. I said, Hey, I'll pick you up in 10 minutes. And I walked out to get my car and my brother pulled in and said, she's gone. And I was like, what do you mean she's gone? Because we'd already made it through the forest and she'd had a third heart attack. As I said, it's hard to get on. We're not sure if it's going to work and it's hard to get off. And it was the hard to get off part was the part that, that threw a, a real wrench in it. And the thing that was really, to me, was the hardest part of this. Well, first I had to call my friend back and say, I'm not, I'm not picking you up. So that was hard. But then my brother and I had to go to hurt my mom's mom, so our grandmother, and explain that she had outlived her kid. And the only good thing about it is the fact that we're, we're walking up and both my brother and I are like, how, how are we like, how do you do this? So she opens the door and we're like, hi, grandma. And it just must've been written all over our faces because we're doing the, the pleasant talk. How are you? Well, you know, we're hanging in there. And she just looked at it and said, mom's not coming home from the hospital. Is she? We just said, no, no, she's not. And so it was kind of cool that, that that was taken off my plate. We didn't have to say anything, but the fun part was not that that wasn't fun enough, but it was the week before my finals. At this point I was getting, I had my original degree was in electronic engineering and it was the week before finals. And I called them and said, Hey, my mom died. Like any way I can postpone my finals 
a couple of days and they went, no. And I was like, wait, what do you got to do to get out of finals? And the answer is nothing. Uh, you're not getting out. Uh, my sister is never been officially diagnosed, but I'm pretty sure she has Asperger's. She's, she's on some sort of spectrum and I love her to death, but she is a, a person that is set in her ways. That's, that's part of kind of that situation where they just like things to always be the way they always have. So as you might imagine, when I walk in and say, Hey, you know, cause my mom was a stay at home mom. She, she, you know, she was old fashioned, right? I guess in a way. Right. So she did the cooking and the cleaning and my dad was a long distance truck driver. And so when I came in and found this magnetic grocery list that you stick on the fridge, and I said, every time you, you use something, you write it on the list. And she would just say, well, that's not how mom used to do it. And I had to keep just explaining, well, Mom's not here, and I'm now in charge of grocery shopping and running the house and going to school and working part time. And so that was that was one that just took a while to to get through. And like I said, my my dad was a long distance truck driver, so he he wasn't he would he tried to stay home as much as he could during that situation. But it's kind of a catch twenty two. If I don't go work, then we're not going to be able to pay the the hospital bills. Right. So it was real, kind of tricky. Real life happened, didn't it? In the midst of what your expectation was in terms of finals and school and life and building whatever life you would be. And this real life situation happened. And what we like to talk about here, Dave, is how, how you deal with these real life situations because people can get stuck. You know, they can get stuck in any of these areas. And we probably know, you probably know people and I do too, who've been stuck and everything. And you help people get unstuck in the business world, especially with podcasts. But before we get into some of that podcasting stuff, tell me how you dealt with that, how you, uh, what were some of the things you did to kind of get out of whatever funk or whatever situation was you were in with your family and that kind of thing? How did, what were some of the actions that you took? Yeah, I, I think part of it is I, I grew up in the church. So there's a verse somewhere in the Bible that basically says, God is not going to give you something you can't handle. And I was the whole time going, I'm, I'm not sure that's accurate at this point. Cause I was just like, I'm ready to, ch- this is done. This is, I can't, I can't handle it. But yet every day the sun would rise and, and off to school, I would go and you kind of, in some ways, just go through the motions and you, you do the best you can. But it was for me, it was interesting because my mom was a, a Sunday school teacher and you'd been going to church your entire life. But in some ways, I mean, I was 24 at the time. I hadn't really put a, like, I, it was like having a spare tire in your trunk. Like you don't really need it. And then when you need it and you pull it out, you're like, oh, I, I think I can actually make it back home. Right. I, this this is not a, a way I want thing to be forever, but it's a way to to do that. So I think that was it. And then my for me. I'm just wired to where I like to help people. Uh, yeah, I now understand there's a dopamine kick in there and things like that. Mm-hmm. So the fact that I was helping my sister, I was uh, helping my dad, you know, so I, I kind of took the focus on me and focused on others, I think is what I did. Now that that can come back to haunt you because if you don't take the time to grieve for yourself, that will, you know, if you push your, your grief aside, it will come back to to say, hey, you never dealt with me. And I had to do that. But I, I think at that point, I just started focusing on like, you know, they always say just one day at a time. And so it was a matter of, okay, let's take care of my sister. Cause she, again, was a bit of a handful and then trying to figure out what my dad needed me. For, Cause it's one of those things where, you know, you're, you're a kid, you're not watching what your mom does. And now you don't realize how much she did until, you know, she's gone and there was no handbook, like how to run the sure. house if I'm not here kind of thing. Yeah. 
And so a, lot of, was, a lot of it fell onto you and that's a lot of pressure and that's a lot yeah. of different responsibilities, especially for a, a young person. Yeah. And it sounded like you fell back onto your, uh, your faith journey a little bit. And so let's, let's go there for just a minute. I know you to be a man of faith who works in a world of, uh, of commerce and podcasting mm. and so on. So as we kind of move from your personal story to how people now can use you, your whole thing is the power of podcasting. And we're going to get into how that has to, there's a transformative power in that if you allow it to be, to really want to get into. But let's talk about the, the faith journey a little bit, about the importance about having some sort of a connection to something greater than yourself to help you get through whatever challenges that you might have. Tell us a little bit about that in terms of your faith journey and how that's helped you to face challenges, either, as you mentioned about your mom, but also in business or at school or in relationships, anything else? Yeah, I uh, there's a verse in uh, Jeremiah that says uh, basically that God has a plan for you. It's a plan for you to prosper and not to harm you and, and plans to give you hope in a future. And so there was always this hey, I know this, this is stinky now, like this is awful and you feel horrible, but there's more coming. Like hang in there, there's something around the corner that I got for you. Uh, and so that always kind of kept me going that I was like, all right, you know, I, this is life and this is what happens. And uh, my mom was somewhat of a, a medical uh, marvel. She had been a diabetic uh, since she had been 18, um, she had smoked and all, all sorts of stuff. So they're like, it's kind of amazing that she lived to be 59. Uh, that was one. I think I just, you know, plus I was going to college at the time. So I was like, okay, I'm going to get this degree. I've got a good job, hopefully coming when I get done with that. So I had, I, I kind of focused on, all right, this is awful now. And I don't want to be here right now. But if I just keep putting one foot in front of the other, I've got these things on the horizons that are going to be coming my way. And I think that was something that that somehow kept me going and kept me sane. And a part of that process, it seems like you had some important relationships within the family, but did you have any other relationships, whether it's uh, friends or relatives or church folks or anything else that helped you at that time? And how is that a part of your uh, business that you build now, relationship building? How important do you think relationship building is to helping people get through tough times or have people have success in whatever they're doing. Yeah, it really is uh, super important because, as I've said, all my friends love my mom. So they were all there for me and we all kind of grieved together. Uh, I had people at my church. I have basically a second mom. There was a, a woman that when I was growing up in the church, she was the head of the the youth area. And I, she's still somebody that I confide in and I've just known her forever. And, and uh, she's just a sweetheart. So she kind of became that person because again, my dad was a long distance truck driver. So he would get home on the weekend, stick around for a little bit and have to go back out on the road. So she was the kind of person I then leaned on, you know, to, in some cases I needed a, I need an adult here. I need somebody to give me some advice. So she was that. And in podcasting, it's amazing how, uh, especially because a lot of podcasters are introverts. I actually, people don't believe this, but I'm kind of shy. When I was 16, I was fired from my first job because I wouldn't talk to customers because I was just painfully shy. It's one of those things that if you can get yourself out of your shell, you know, being nervous, um, not feeling comfortable, that's perfectly normal, especially if you're kind of shy, but letting it stop you from doing something is a choice. So there are times when I just had to to push through. It's amazing the different things that have happened to me. I The, the job I have now, I work for a company that's a podcast hosting company, and that came about because of just starting a podcast. 
kind of positioning myself as an expert in the field. And then just all these different people that I got to interview. And normally I wouldn't have a chance to talk to them because they were busy, important people. But I said, can you come on my podcast? And they said, sure. So it's those relationships that I was able to kind of uh, strut my knowledge a little bit and get to know these people. And then I would see them at different events and things like that. So when uh, I, I later went on to get a teaching degree, specializing in technical education, but teaching is a little bit like radio. About every seven years, somebody comes along, we get a bunch of sales staff that that can't sell training and off you'd go to a different job. So when the last training job went away, I uh, reached out to this podcast hosting company and I knew the person there and said, hey, uh, this could be a really awkward conversation, but I've got good news and bad news. And he said, all right, I'll, I'll play. What's the bad news? And I said, I just lost my job. And he said, and the good news is, and I said, I'm available to work for you. And uh, <laughs> that, that worked awesome. out really well. So, And he bought it, I guess, huh? He did. I've been there five years now. So, Well, that's awesome. Well, I love his quote uh, from your book, Profits from Your uh, podcast proven strategies to turn listeners into your livelihood. And you say that it all boils down to delivering value, serving your audience and developing relationships. And that's what you're basically talking about here that served you in your case. Yeah. How, are you, how are you seeing this relationship building work for some of the people that you work with or be transformative? You know, really people's lives are changed to the positive, whether it's a business sense or some other way. Yeah, because the more you you know people, and especially if they know what you do, I uh, I would just came back from an event. We were both at it, and I sat in kind of a walkway, and a friend of mine sat down, and she does a, a political show called Congressional Dish, and she was kind of telling me what's going on, and another person just happened to sit down, and I kind of introduced these two people, and I said, hey, this is Jen Briney, blah, 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 and he introduced himself. Well, it turns out this guy is a publisher or not a publisher. He's a producer for another super popular political show on YouTube. And Jen said, Oh, this is amazing. I'm looking for a producer. So had I not known Jen, I wouldn't have been able to introduce those two. Uh, and that just happened a ton as I was there. And, and likewise, I had people that would bring other people up to me and say, Oh, Hey Dave, I want to introduce you to my friend. He's a audio editor. So the more people know you and the more people you know, in some cases, it's not always going to directly benefit you. But when you can connect to people, I just had somebody a couple hours ago, I said, does anybody have kind of a blank advertising contract that I could customize? I don't have one, but I bet Heather Osgood does because she works in advertising. And I just introduced the two. I said, I think you two might have something to do that. So that doesn't directly benefit me. But it does because they go, if if that actually turns into something fruitful and they go, oh boy, I'm so glad Dave introduced us. I get credit for the person that that brought them together. So it really can be quite handy. It's, it's definitely not in everybody's wheelhouse because it, it's taken me a while to be that confident to, to just to reach out to people. But it's like anything else, the more you do it, the easier it gets. Well, and a key thing I think you said there is, when you connected these folks and they got connected to you, there was value being delivered. So right. something was being said. It wasn't just like, you know, hey, how's it going? Or how's your favorite sports team? Or, you right. know, what do you think about this drought or some of the political nonsense that goes on? 
they it was having something to deliver and uh, and I'd, I'd like to go with you a little deeper on that one just for a minute dave it's not only about having value to to deliver but i believe you need to have some emotion with it it means to mean something it means to have something from the gut a little bit or the way i, I like you know i just like to use the word love sometimes you gotta mm-hmm. love other people and love them enough to serve them and serve others uh, with love so say a little bit more about how the serving thing and how you got to have a passion for it. I, I know you'd have a passion for podcasting for what it can do. That's why you say power. Let's talk about this emotional element of transformation. Yeah. I think it goes back to, I didn't know I was poor until I went to junior high school because went to school and I had grown three inches in one summer. And the bad news is we bought all my clothes at the beginning of summer. And over those three months, I'd outgrown everything. And my mom, instead of buying, cause we didn't have money to buy new pants, just sewed on like an inch and a half of additional material at the bottom of my pants. Not a big deal, except it didn't match. So everybody's like, what's up with your pants? Cause they were like, you know, they might've been dark blue, but the last inch and a half was light blue. So it was obvious that Dave doesn't have money for new pants. So that was one where I kind of felt like the odd guy out. I remember once at a church function, they were doing the uh, three-legged race and all these kids lined up with their dad and you tied your leg to him and off you ran. And I was on the sideline because my dad was already out of town. So I think for me, if, if we were to to get on a couch and let me you know, dive into that, Sure. I think it's I think it's the matter of I know what it's like to be the odd guy out. And so when I see when I see the power of podcasting and somebody goes, I'm the only person that thinks this way, or I'm the only person that likes this particular topic, I'm like, no, start a podcast. Cause I've seen it over and over and over again where somebody will start a podcast and they swear nobody's gonna listen. And then they'll find their little community and their tribe. And they're like, I thought I was the only person going through this. And so that to me is so powerful. I mean, it's great to make money with a podcast, but when you can stop somebody from feeling lonely, that's priceless. Well, I think it's, it's transformative. And that's what I really, that's kind of what I'm about, you know, my podcast and what I like to be about is what are some of the practical steps, kind of the ABC or a formula, whatever you want to say, or process people have kind of worked out in order to add value to people's lives to train to change them or and in the process you change yourself. And something else you said, or, uh, you put in your book and you say it on a lot of your podcast episodes, it goes something like this. It has to do with content. You say content that needs to move you, it taps your emotions, entertains, makes you laugh, makes you cry, make you think, make you groan, educates or entertains you. I love that because it means that you are, you're saying something. So I would like you to speak for a minute about content itself, about having something to say that is meaningful and believing in enough that you want to say it. However, you know, even if you have to take a risk of overcoming insecurity or being shy or whatever, let's talk about content. Yeah. So many people are worried to say anything because they're worried about the audience, right? This big audience that they, and I was like, when you first start off, you don't have an audience. So that's, that's number one. But yeah, for me, content is, like I said, what I did was I kind of sat back, tried to step out of myself and say, like, why do I watch last week tonight with John Oliver? Well, because he makes me laugh, but he also talks about stuff. He educates me. And why do I watch this? And why do I listen to that? And all of a sudden, that's where you got that list, laugh, cry, think, groan, educate, or entertain. It's just a matter of right now, the main way most people discover things is through word of mouth. And so there are certain things that you can watch and you just have to tell somebody. 
And that's not always easy to do, right? That kind of content, people think, oh, I just talk into a microphone and that's it. And they're like, well, that's called a conversation. And just because two people are talking doesn't always mean it's making people laugh, cry, think, grown, educate, or entertain. I listened to two famous comedians and they were talking about how a lot of the comedy clubs had closed and how COVID wasn't a whole lot of fun. And I just thought to myself, I'm like, if this wasn't too popular comedians, I wouldn't be listening to this because I'm bored. Now, if I was a comedian, maybe, and that's the other thing, you kind of have to know who your audience is. That's really a, a key point because the more you know who your audience is, I always use the analogy of we've all been at a job and they have the secret Santa come December and you get Harold in accounting. And you're like, I don't even know. Harold could come up and punch me in the face. I don't know Harold in accounting. And so you ask somebody, you're like, what is Harold like? And they say, oh, he loves the Philadelphia Eagles. He loves the quarterback. And so you go out, you buy a jersey of the quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles, you give it to Harold, and Harold is like, I want you as my secret Santa every year. And it's kind of the same thing with podcasting. You have to figure out who your audience is and what do they want and then give it to them. And I know that sounds super simple, and it is, but it's simple, but it's not always easy. But when you do, and that person goes, wow, I feel like this podcast was made for me, they're going to go tell their friends and usually those people that like that topic hang around with other people who like that topic. So it's it's not a giant light switch of 10,000 downloads. Boy, I wish there was one of those. It's usually, you know, I would say I, I grow my audience one listener at a time, but it it takes a while and you recognize it when you hear it. You know, I always, that's the other thing I do. Anytime I share something on my phone, I'm like, why am I sharing this? I always try to kind of reverse engineer it. And it's like, wow, this is really good content. I mentioned Jen Briney. Uh, she actually talks about almost every bill that goes through Congress. And when you hear what's going on in the government without making it political, you're just like, wait, what? And then you turn on the news and it's, you know, Kim Kardashian wore this on the red carpet. And you're like, wait, why aren't, why aren't we talking about this stuff over here? So that inspires you to, to tell people. So if you can give them something that they can't get anyplace else. I was just talking with somebody this week that uh, they created kind of a premium thing that the the super fans, the people that really liked your content could pay a little money and they wanted to be at the planning session. So this was a podcast that kind of sat around a table and came up with ideas and they wanted to hear that. They wanted that behind the scenes. And I was like, really? Cause it's unrehearsed. It's not, it's kind of disorganized, but that's what they wanted and they were willing to pay for it. So if you have information that you can't get someplace else, sometimes I've, I've seen that where people will jump in and then your audience said, is there any way I could do this? Or can I do this? Uh, I talk about Jonathan Oaks in the book who does a show that's uh, it's a trivia game show. And his audience was listening to Jonathan play his friends in trivia. And they said, how do I get on the show? I want to, I think I can beat you. Well, he made it that if you pay a certain amount of money, you can come on the show. So it's a matter of figuring out who your audience is, what do they want, and then either give it to them for free and promote yourself yeah. as an expert or a product, you know, that kind of thing. But you're dealing with things that matter to whomever it matters to. Right. And you're trying to speak to those, those things that matter. And one of the things that matters a lot of folks these days, Dave, is that how things have changed so dramatically, you know, right as we speak right now, we're in about the fourth wave of the coronavirus. We've had a lot of things change politically, a lot of things change with world climate, a lot of things change about race relations and all kinds of things. That's also made a shift for a lot of people in how they think about 
their livelihood and their work and things like that. And your your book is profit from your podcasting. You teach podcasting as a way for people to uh, either supplement or make a living. Uh, let's talk about that for just a second in terms of how, as a, as the landscape shifts, how people can shift their thinking into something, whether it's podcasting or something else like this. What are some of you seeing? What are some of the things that you are seeing and observing in the world? where this adversity of the shifting world is happening and people can respond to it either by shifting into podcasting or something else. What are you seeing out there? What are you experiencing? What do you teach? Most of the time, it's not the technology that I'm, that I'm really have to educate people on. It's the mentality. And Michael Hyatt, who's a, an author had a point once. And he said, when something horrible happens, he goes, there is the other side of that that says, what is this going to enable me to do that I couldn't previously do? So I had a, you have a great niece and she, she heard her knee playing softball. And I said, but what does this enable you to do? I said, do you have any books that you've always wanted to read and you didn't have time to, I said, cause you're going to have all that time. You used to go to practice and now you don't. I said, so, you know, it's kind of try to look at the bright side, but with the whole pandemic, we all of a sudden people that were like, Oh, I don't know anything about the internet and I'm not a technology person are now talking on zoom meetings and they know how to work a camera and a microphone and everything else. So it's one of those things I think that we are always capable of doing more than we think we can, but human beings do not like change. I mean, that's, I, I was in training for years. That's, that's my living. I help people change. So that's, that's part of it. Uh, in terms of just, a podcasting, what I've seen a lot of times is I am Joe accountant, but I'm not going to do a podcast about Microsoft Excel sheets because that's what I do. It's not who I am. And so sometimes podcasting enables you to kind of uh, follow a passion or something that you really care about. And nobody, your job wants to talk about that. I had one guy came to me and he said, I want to do a show about Batman. And I said, okay. And he goes, yeah, I know. There's 8 million shows about comic books. He goes, but here's the problem. He goes, my family does not want to talk about Batman anymore. I've, I've played the Batman card one too many times, and I want to find some people who want to talk about this subject. So I'm seeing people do that. It's like, okay, my job is, is what I do, but it's not who I am. And so they kind of get to do those fun things that they're passionate about. And in some cases, then you can then turn that into a way to actually generate revenue. Well, let's get, uh, that's awesome stories that you've uh, shared there. And, and I know that part of what you do is consult with people and your book and so on. And let's, uh, let's just get a little more, a little more specific here just for a second. I'd really love to hear a story, Dave, of either someone you have worked with, or maybe someone you've observed who really did turn it around. What I mean by that, they really had some significant change in their prior circumstances to their present circumstances through some coaching or through some connection you have? Yeah, probably the the one that still makes me kind of tear up is I had a guy email me and said, hey, I uh, wanted to reach out to you because I heard you do an episode that says, you know, podcasting can provide a purpose in some cases of your life. And he said, I just wanted to share with you that my best friend that I grew up with was killed suddenly, I think in a car wreck, if I remember right. And he goes, my job of 20 years, uh, I, I lost and I thought I had cancer. I was waiting for the doctor's thing to come back. And he goes, my favorite holiday is Halloween. And I decided on Halloween, I was going to take my gun and blow my brains out. And he said, but I listened to your podcast and you said that podcasting can give you a purpose. And he said, so I thought, well, 
I'm going to try a podcast. That's what this guy's saying. And he goes, I just want to let you know I did. He goes, I've, you know, he goes, obviously I needed some help. So I've, I've gotten some help to kind of work through some, the, some of those issues. He goes, but he goes, I credit you with saving my life. And in the meet, when I got that email, I was literally, you know, recording in a basement next to a water cooler or a water heater, you know, uh, next to the furnace. And I'm like, wait, what? It's just me talking into a microphone. So that's, that's the one that's pretty powerful. And I have another friend of mine that does a show called The Coroner. I think it's Coroner Talk. And this is a guy that's a coroner. And he just wanted to talk to other coroners. As you might imagine, it's kind of a lonely job, not something you could talk about at the Thanksgiving dinner. And he just wanted to talk to other coroners. And that led to him talking at different events, which led to him being like the head of his state, which led to him now he, he actually has a school for how to get trained to be a coroner and making a really nice living. So, but he started off with, I just want to talk to other corners. So you yeah. kind of never know what's going to happen until you jump into the pool. That's awesome. Well, that's a, that's a great way for uh, us to understand how something like podcasting can be transformative, not only to the listener, but also to you. And I've, I'm a really huge believer in that, that when you serve other people in some other way, it's not only about uh, giving away, it's also you are fed as well. And that's what jazzes me up, uh, Dave, is when I see transformation uh, take place. That's what I've studied a lot. And that's where I get a lot of uh, joy in my life is see life change happen because so many people get stuck and stay stuck. And some, you know, and sometimes, you know, without being too morbid about, about your story there, some yeah. people get stuck and they do not choose to pick up the microphone. They do pick up something else to hurt themselves or someone else. We know that it does, it does happen. So, yeah, I, I have a friend of mine that is, uh, he, he was a pastor and he just kind of moved to being an online pastor. The church he was at, he, he left. And I told him that story and he goes, I'm not trying to like one up your story. He goes, I've had five people do that because his show is geared a little more towards a military audience. He has a military background and he ends his episode. He's like, oh, by the way, I love you. And there's nothing you can do about that. And he said he had somebody call him literally on the ledge. And he goes, I've had about five people do that. And he goes, it's weird. He goes, because I'm not trained for that. He's like, I've, I'm starting to research that. But yeah, you can really change people's lives. It's, a, it's amazing. And it's on a global, global basis. My first piece of feedback came from a guy in Nuremberg, Germany. And I'm in the middle of nowhere, Ohio. And this guy finds my show in Germany. And that's when I was like, I think I like this podcasting. <laughs> in your podcast, which in some ways is kind of techie stuff and kind of process stuff. You know, it's about how to podcast and how to grow and launch your podcast and your book about how to profit and make money on your podcast, that type of thing. But often uh, you're dealing with uh, kind of deep subjects with people and you interject in there the whole thing of what you call your sky buddy. And so that interjects just a little faith element into uh, your podcast that I'm sure maybe have as controversial moments. But can you just say a little bit about what you mean when you talk about your sky buddy and how that is impacted one way or another, either maybe negative or positively in your own podcast and, and the power of that? Yeah, that came about. I, I used to have a podcast called Feeding My Faith, where I would just do these little like little baby sermons. And I played a, uh, a promo for it in my podcasting uh, podcast. And somebody wrote in and said, look, man. I didn't tune in to hear about your invisible sky buddy, invisible, and, sky, buddy. Yeah, okay. invisible sky buddy. And yeah. so that, that, that's where we got that phrase from. 
And so the next episode I came back and I said, well, number one, the show is about podcasting. That was just a promo. And number two, I got to be me. And if, if me saying anything remotely faith-based is going to cause you to leave, well, okay, the door's right over there and I'm going to be me. And I'm sure there's only 8 million other podcasts that you can listen to. And what was really interesting about that, uh, the, for lack of a better phrase, the atheists came to my aid and kept saying, no, Dave, you be you, you keep doing your thing. Just, just be yourself. And it, it was funny because you get to see the the time shiftedness of a podcast because about every three weeks, somebody had found that episode and would email me and say, Dave, you keep being you. So it's just one of those things. It's been like a running gag, but it's a way of me uh, of just saying, Hey, I'm a, a person of faith. Uh, I think Jesus was pretty cool without like condemning everyone to hell. You know, it's yeah. like, Hey, let's, let's just, let's put this out here. I'm a nice guy I'm trying to be nice to everyone. People find, I, and of course I've offended other people. I've had sure. other people that say, how can you, refer to our Lord and Savior as an invisible sky buddy. And I'm like, well, my invisible sky buddy has a sense of humor. And, and there you go. That's the- <laughs> there you go. That's awesome. I just want to tell you that's an awesome thing. I love that about your show. I love anyone who can have a place to have that intersection, you know, whether it's business or commerce or technology and faith. And so, because everything's integrated anyhow, that's kind of my approach. And everything's integrated. You got to be yourself and uh, appreciate that about you, Dave. Yeah, you have an awesome podcast and, and your book is very helpful uh, as well. So if what people want to know more about you and about what you're about, how can they connect up with you? Yeah, you can find me over at schoolofpodcasting.com. Everything you need there, my all my contact information, as well as all my courses and past episodes and things like that. It's all there at schoolofpodcasting.com. Well, appreciate you being with us today. Our podcast is Beyond Adversity, where we help people to grow through what they go through. And it's been our pleasure today to have from the School of Podcasting, Dave Jackson, who also is happy to have an invisible sky buddy. So much more than a techie guy, isn't he? Uh, Dave Jackson, very deep, very poignant stories. I hope you heard the story where he talked about how uh, his own experience in interjecting his podcast in the life of others actually saved lives. How incredibly impressive is that? That's some power that we have here, folks, the power of your message, the power of a transformative message. Dave talks about that. One of the key takeaways I want you to take with you here today is the power of the content of your message. Dave says it needs to move you or tap into your emotions to entertain you to make you laugh, to make you cry, to make you think, to make you groan, or to educate or to entertain you. In other words, the message that you have is transformative. Here at the, And I just hope you heard that and take that with you. That is about relationships, serving your audience, and being a transforming force. He blogs at schoolofpodcasting.com. You, there you can find out more about Dave Jackson. Here at uh, Beyond Adversity with Dr. Brad Miller, we're all about life transformation to helping you to grow through what you go through so that you can have a life of peace, prosperity, and purpose. You can always go over to drbradmiller.com. We have a free gift for you there and lots of episodes, over 160 episodes where we, uh, where we address the, uh, the key factor is that cause people to have the adversity in their life, which causes them to get stuck. 
depression and divorce and disease and debt and death. Here at Beyond Adversity, we could help you get unstuck and to have peace, prosperity, and purpose in your life. So you can join me here, Dr. Brad Miller, every week on the Beyond Adversity podcast to be helpful and to speak into your life. And you can share that good news with other folks by pointing them to drbradmiller.com or on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher, any other places where you can get your podcast. Just uh, type in Beyond Adversity with Dr. Brad Miller and you'll find it. We're all about helping you to grow through what you go through. So until next time, good people, go and do all the good that you can. Thank you for listening to the Beyond Adversity podcast with Dr. Brad Miller. You can find a complete archive of all episodes at drbradmiller.com. That's drbradmiller.com. Or subscribe for free through Apple Podcasts and never miss an episode. Each week, we bring you a message to crush adversity and live your life of peace, prosperity, and purpose.